good. A live episode. Welcome to the movie, Ben. Live. Christian's walking up now. This is the extended intro because Christian needs some time to get to the stage. He's almost here. It's going great. Is this you? Is that you? He is here. Christian's here. Welcome to the movie, Ben. I'm Ryan. I'm Colleen. I'm Mary. I'm Christian. And we are in front of a live studio audience. Yeah. Look at that. People hundreds, showed up. Hundreds of it's them. It's hard to say. I didn't do a head count, but you could say but hundreds. That's Who what knew that would there'd be, my... be thousands of people in this podcast <laughs> recording? In Matthews, North Carolina. Home of the movie bin. Home of there the we movie go. bin. Home of the movie right. bin. What episode are we on right now? This is episode 15. 15. It's our quinceanera. It is our quinceanera, and this is our season finale. This is our season finale. Season one finale, in just so we're clear. Yes. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But we're going to start season two for all... Few of the movie bin fans out there. <laughs> Season two will be coming up later this spring. Um, you want to tell them what it's about? I think we're going to do the genre movies your mom loves, which would be like You've Got Mail, Serendipity, Sleepless While You Were Sleeping. Anything with Tom Hanks and Anything, Meg Ryan is any, kind of like a shoe-in. Yes. Any romance um, movie involving sleeping or Tom Hanks. Yeah, we will. So we just got done watching the movie. Beethoven. 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 Which I had forgotten a lot about. Turns out I only remember the plot to Beethoven 2. <laughs> or whichever one they go to some sort of summer vacation or summer camp. All I remember, That's I thought, the one I remember. Well, I, I thought this was the one, one where Rice had like the boyfriend that was trying to uh, yeah. seduce her. That's and then a, like the deck the fell. One. That's second Beethoven one. second? Yeah. I've never well, seen any of them. What <laughs> were your thoughts, Christian? What did you think? That was really funny. Um, yeah, that's great. That's know. great. Thank we you for that. Typically, don't cover movies with magic, but this one had a lot of dog magic. I feel like <laughs> there was there was some like some dog communication. <laughs> a couple lasty moments. Things dogs Beethoven knew, just in general, were shocking. Yeah, yeah. Beethoven definitely had a sixth sense, mostly about, about when anyone was in danger or evil. Or evil. He yeah. knew if they were evil, and he knew how to play a good wingman. David, <laughs> David Duchovny was was there was a lot okay, of people in this movie. This, we have to talk. We'll just Ray, start a little Ray bit. Ray Romano's of, wife. Well, her name is Patricia something. <laughs> Patricia Heaton. Patricia, Patricia Heaton. <laughs> Caesar Flickerman was in this movie. Yep. Also, not Stanley the, Tucci. Stanley is Tucci. His name. Uh, who David else? Oliver Platt kid, was in this. The kid yes. from um, what's it called? Angels step in the by Outfield. Step, step yes. by step. Ted. That's Ted. Oh, Ted. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt was one of the kids in the classroom. This was the first thing he was ever in. Yes. Yes, yes way. This was the People first. Like this was his like on-screen debut. Charles Grodin, who is. Who's George? Yep, he's and the actually worst. he is the worst. I don't know why he's so he's mad. The, he we'll is the worst. That. He's such a grouchy dad. And then Bonnie Hunt, who is 26 years younger than Charles Grodin in real Which life, is so gross. that's quite the May December. He was he relationship. was George in the movie The Dad, and he was 56 when he played the role. Which is he looked pretty good for 56. I'm gonna say that's not his real hair color though. Probably that's, not. But he still, I think she was 30 and he was 56 in the movie. Do you want to know a fun fact about Bonnie Hunt? Yes. Do we? One of my best friends. Is this a mom, fact or like an anecdote? It's a fact. Okay. <laughs> it's an anecdotal fact. Sounds good. <laughs> one of my best friend's mom went to high school with her. That's a great oh. fact. Illinois. How about yeah. that? What a fact. I'm a one degree of separation from Bonnie Hunt. That's how <laughs> I like degree. to think about it. Hey, we also have some uh, movie bin celebrities in the room tonight because Luke Williams played soccer against... Yep. Uh, Juan in the big green. Yes. Is that correct? Um, Where's Luke? He's, he's left. Gone. He's gone. 
So all maybe, of what I just said is a lie. Except for the before we you, have uh, some movie bin fans out of the room. <laughs> so someone who was here tonight earlier. Just trust us on that. Played soccer with Juan. Yeah, it was That's great. Good. Well, let's get back into it though. Did you know that? Um, so Charles Grodin, I think, was maybe the eighth choice yes, for the, this character. Yep. And all movie. of the other choices could have been better. Would have been incredible because the number one choice was Steve Martin. Which would have been awesome. Would have been would a different been. movie. And I can I like like a grouchy Steve Martin, like yeah. the Father of the Bride Steve yes. Martin. He was amazing in Father of the Bride. And he was grouchy, but you love him. Yeah. He has good chemistry with Bonnie Hunt. We see that later on in life in Cheaper by the Dozen. True. So other next, people. John Candy. Yep. Danny DeVito. That would have been different. That yep. would have been very different. The, <laughs> that would have been the, the least height. plausible thing in the movie is that Danny, Danny, Danny DeVito, DeVito had this life. No, yes, absolutely. Uh, John, he, who else? Well, or, John, sorry, Candy. John Candy. Uh, Bill Murray. Dan, Dan Aykroyd. Jeff Goldblum. Rick Moranis. Like Robin Williams. All ahead of Charles, of Charles Grodin. Grodin. So that's, that's a lot of no's to get like to Charles. Said, almost, maybe not Danny DeVito, but pretty much everybody else would have probably been better. Danny DeVito could have been like the bad vet. Bill like with Murray the big Coke was... bottle glasses. I could see him being that guy. Bill Murray was almost <laughs> in many of the movies that we've watched, I feel like. he. I don't know what kept him out of movies in the 90s, but... Just went into it. At least him. family-friendly films. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't a style. He was in Ghostbusters. And I don't remember what else after that. <laughs> Lots of things. Did you also know that uh, a man with a French last name, Patrick Labrec, yeah, something. That sounds he right. was one of the bullies that kept beating up on Ted. Oh. He was also in Rookie of the Year and Heavyweight, so he's been in three movies. As like that we've a seen. small wow. role. A small role. He doesn't even have a picture on IMDb, but that's him. So that's, George, that's George from Rookie of the Year. Was he only in those three movies? And as then far as it? I know. Wow. Anyway, should we jump into the summary? Yeah, can well, we, no, can no. we talk about oh, how long more. those opening credits were? So <laughs> long. I just kept seeing names. <laughs> so many famous <laughs> names. I was like, and Stanley Tucci, and featuring Ray Romano's <laughs> wife. I liked it though because I did not even close to remember how many famous people were in this movie until the credits. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I know who that is. And I know who that is too. They probably so it kind of made me excited, but I don't think they were as famous in the 90s. So it definitely was. Probably not. David Duchovny probably was pretty famous, right? X-Files Wasn't was X Files on at yeah. this point? Anybody? Yes. Yes, definitely. Ish. Chrissy says yes. She okay. knows. Chrissy would She know. seems like a big X Files fan. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest. <laughs> All right. We do the plot summary real quick for the folks who aren't in the room. Yes. So basically, my mom and then. And Colleen's parents. <laughs> and my mom. So everybody else is here. Um, except for Luke Williams. <laughs> Luke Williams, who was here. Still not here. Unfortunately, um, not with us anymore. All okay, right. so this is Beethoven 1, a.k.a. not the one that all of us are. Are you going to be okay? Christian, you're all wrapped in the cables. What <laughs> happened? Christian is reenacting this, this scene with Patricia Heaton right now. <laughs> Where Beethoven just wraps around the table. This yeah. is... Um, okay, so this movie starts out with one of, I think, the scariest intros of any of the movies that we watch. It's you see the bad guys and you see the man saying, I need puppies. I just, <laughs> it is unclear why at the moment, but he really wants them and he really wants it them. It made Han Brinkley very uncomfortable, that opening scene. <laughs> yes, that's true. You know when you when you hear crying within the first 30 seconds of the movies. <laughs> it's going to be a great for, family film. Yeah. Um, so then we are cutting to... Um, all of these puppies getting puppy napped out of the pet store, which is very, very sad. Yeah, they are. Terrible. I don't think I've seen many puppies as cute as the ones in this film. Whoever casted them did a great job. There were small puppies. <laughs> there were big puppies. There were puppies that didn't look like puppies. There's a lot of diversity in the underdog groups, underdog groups of, in the movies we watch. Nice. <laughs> the puppies Literal were Literal underdogs. Yeah. Did anyone notice that? I, I feel like there were just multiple Beethoven puppies. Yeah. At the a, beginning? Just a yeah. lot of St. Bernard's. Like one was like fluffier. 
The other one wasn't. It's like, come on. I had no <laughs> idea. <laughs> Continuity. Let's I had no idea how cute St. Bernard puppies were, though. Like, I didn't, I've only seen the giant ones, and like 150 pounds is like. The only Beethoven whoa. dog I've ever seen was the one was, that was just here. That's the only one I've ever seen in real life. We did life. have a Beethoven dog here tonight for all of our listeners who don't know. So, you um, missed out. They're huge. The puppies are so fluffy and cute, and it made it seem so much sadder when they actually got puppy napped, which the bad guys, the two villains who were uh, Stanley Tucci and. Caesar Flickerman. Nope, that no, is Stanley <laughs> <laughs> Oliver Platt. Oliver Platt. Platt yep. um, were the two bad guys, and that was where I was excited for Oliver Platt, though. What was in said, it for those two guys, though? Like, you never saw them well, get paid. That's exactly what I was getting to because he was like, This is my first felony, and he was like pretty giddy about it. Super he said he had had it. a lot of misdemeanors, but that this was his very first <laughs> felony. They, I think they were just trying to get paid in what, and though? not get killed. Uh, probably money. But I mean, Definitely no, they're getting puppies. paid money, but how, what's, where's the money? Like, who, who's paying them other than that the guy one? Who needs the puppies. The one gun guy that came and gave him like an envelope full of money, but there was no other like... That's the payment. All right. Money. <laughs> I'm just saying we didn't see how that was that was distributed. So they steal the puppies and right away we basically see that Beethoven's like a Houdini puppy because he opens the cage several times throughout this movie and this is the first <laughs> one that he ends up... Him and this tiny little dog end up getting Wishbone. out... What? Wishbone. The one who looks like Wishbone. Hopefully and it's not Wishbone because that is magic. And that we, would be have awesome. to, we have to stop the <laughs> show right now. We have to right cut now. the episode into a new 15. Um, so they actually end up getting out of their cages and then getting out of the back door of this giant van. It's just like a big van full of little puppies and it's so cute. Um, <laughs> the cutest van you've ever seen. They, <laughs> it kind of is. When I see a van like that, I never assume it's full of puppies. No, it's probably not. Um, just laundry. I assume it's full of like government agents. Okay. Wow. <laughs> That's quite the jump. Um, and so the, those two puppies escape and they like stop the car and try to chase them down. But Beethoven hides in a trash can and then kind of the, like he sleeps there for the night. He's very like, he's content. He's very street smart for a dog. Yeah. Who's never been on the street yeah. before. <laughs> he's only been in a pet store. Yeah. He really seems to know how to stay alive. And um, he's, he chills in the trash can for the night. The next day goes about his business and starts wandering around, which we see him do multiple times during the movie. Movie, actually, I he'll just go have Beethoven's day out, and um, <laughs> he's wandering, and that's when we come across the Newton family. He somehow gets into the house without George, the dad, noticing, and is that's the kids fall in love with him immediately. They're begging to keep him. George clearly doesn't want a dog. We find out later why, um, but he's very against the idea and says we can keep him temporarily. They name him Beethoven because he responds really well to the littlest daughter, whose name is Emily. 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 Yes. Playing Beethoven the most on the forgettable piano. name in the movie because the other kids' names are Ted and Rice, which are. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, they like finally they got were... it right on the third one because those first two kid names. Because Ted's an adult's name only <laughs> yeah. and Rice is a food. <laughs> I don't know where they got I feel like it was a last minute decision. Either that or they had a lot of promises of like, when I finally write a movie, I'm going to name a character after you. And that I'm was it. name it Rice. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe he let his kids pick. And he was like, like their own pick names? they picked their own names. No, maybe like the guy who wrote the play or the, the play. play, the guy who wrote the, <laughs> <movie>. <laughs> who wrote the screenplay, John Hughes, John Hughes, who which, also wrote everything, uh, everything good, Breakfast Club, Home Alone, mm-hmm. all the great. Need 80s we movies. say more? 
Um, but he went under the name Edmond Dante for this movie. I don't know why. That's the, like the guy from uh, Count of the Monte Count of Monte Cristo. Yeah. yeah. But I. Maybe it's because he was embarrassed he that he name. also wrote Beethoven, and so he just changed his name. <laughs> After seeing the movie, no need to be embarrassed. No need. It's a Hollywood classic. So the kids fall in love. They name the dog. Um, he says they're going to keep it for a week. No one responds to the flyers. They end up keeping the dog for what I had originally assumed by watching Beethoven grow over the rollover Beethoven song montage. Yep. Um, I assumed was about five years and was actually <laughs> about two months yes. um, because Beethoven goes from the most adorable little dog to a 150-pound adult dog, um, and the kids all stay the same age. So. Yep. They're living life. He's basically ruining everything because now he's giant and he's a dog. He likes to play in the mud, cause mischief. He has several opportunities to wingman or defend the kids, which we see throughout the movie. Um, and it's really heartwarming. The dad continues to hate him. The mom starts to love him. He even causes a business deal to not go through. That ends up being some of my favorite physical comedy out of all the movies. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to talk about that. And um, then ultimately we see, this is, I think, one of the worst villains like as far as like content like what they're supposed to be doing because we find out that the reason that that guy the scary guy at the beginning needed puppies so bad is because they're testing out bullets and well, they want to shoot the like dogs that's the only way to test out bullets well, <laughs> so that you could just maybe shoot something else <laughs> Like anything, anything else, else like at all. make a fake head. Um, so he want they want to shoot puppies, and so he wants puppies with giant skulls. And Beethoven, which is, is not a, normally a puppy thing, that's kind of like a big dog thing. Well, Beethoven is a big dog. Yeah, He's so that's a why huge he went to get dog. Get so uh, basically, this there is an evil veterinarian who agrees to be able to get dogs with big skulls that they can shoot, and. Um, he will. It's so absurd. <laughs> like that to me is Did so Did you absurd. know that the American Vets Union, maybe, society was so mad of how uh, a veterinarian was depicted in this movie that they wrote the whatever president of the Hollywood Coalition or something? I'm not surprised. He was incredibly unethical. It was, in, like, it was, that's crazy. And so he ends up... I wouldn't up, trust a vet with glasses that thick to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when they did a head-on shot, really it was well. like he was in a magnifying glass. <laughs> yes, you would think that being able to see his eyes so big, you'd know how dishonest he was, but nope. Um, they, they still believed him anyways. He ends up faking that Beethoven attacked him by putting fake blood on his arm and then hitting Beethoven, Beethoven until he attacked him, which is really upsetting that to watch, honestly. That was a disturbing honestly. scene. Yeah, I didn't um, like that. George agrees to put the dog down and then finally starts to believe his kids and really listen to what they have to say. They go to try to rescue Beethoven. They're about to shoot him. Um, he, The evil vet literally has a gun to Beethoven's head. And the dad falls through a ceiling really far, doesn't get hurt. No, so, yeah. I'll talk about that in a second. The glass ceiling doesn't get hurt on anything. Multiple stories up in the air, which is uh, how. And, um, and, and sort of saves the dog, but really just causes enough commotion. The kids steal the car. They drive through the factory. They come in. Everything's chaotic. Bonnie Hunt's climbing over the car instead of going around, which makes no sense. <laughs> He, and exactly. the kid doesn't even have his driver's license. Ted, the middle kid, who I actually loved that for him because he was so, like, uh, scared the whole movie. And then he got, like, super brave and drove his car through a factory. So good for him. Great Character job, development. Um, they end up rescuing Beethoven and all of the other dogs and just, like, setting them loose. Which, into the street. Not the into best the idea. <laughs> Maybe that's I'm it. sure it seemed like a good idea at the time, but in reality it was actually... Um, Probably not smart since it was other people's pets. Right. So, <laughs> that they just set free. Um, and that was pretty much the movie. They ended up with Beethoven and all of the other dogs that wanted to come home with them. That's how we close out the movie is the, is the parents wishing goodnight all of the, all of the dogs. So which, all the, there's the hundred dogs. 
There were so many dogs. dogs. How scary would that be? What part? Running away from all those dogs. Yeah, the dogs chased down the two villain guys who were getting away. I don't know how Stanley Tucci ran that fast in those white uh, cowboy boots. Yeah. (laughs) The boys are screaming like girls. Stanley Tucci has a great uh, falsetto that he can really (laughs) tap into. He has a really high-pitched scream and some great cowboy boots. So that is an (laughs) overview of the plot for Beethoven. And let's get into some plot holes. Well, Well, I don't think there were any. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this movie was flawless. Yeah, just cut it off here. Uh, I mean, to your first point, uh, the Beethoven growth sequence that happened yep. over one song. Beethoven's real name is Chris in this movie, by the way. Which is, <laughs> the actor's name. Yeah. Who names a dog? <laughs> Chris. <laughs> Let alone a St. Bernard. There's so many options for that, but Chris seems like That's... like the Charles Groban of names, maybe. <laughs> just like... Eight or ninth choice. I love when pets have human names, though. I think it's so funny when you meet a dog and you're like, "What? This dog's so cute. What's his name?" And they're like, Steve. Todd. Yeah. We found what dog once and named him Eric. We, That's probably my favorite dog name. We did find. Yeah. He lived in the office for half a day. Because it's such like a serious name. So Chris thing, is like a businessman's name. The thing about Saint Bernard's is, from from birth to full size, it takes about three years. So I wasn't off in it. You weren't off, but most of that growth happens in the first year. They grow three to five pounds a week in their first year. That was evident. So maybe that's about true. Actually, because um, in Beethoven's second, when they had like the four puppies, mm-hmm. they had to use over a hundred dogs because of how much growth the dogs had over the movie. That is insane. A hundred of That seems very expensive Beethoven's? because Beethoven's, St. Bernard's cost mm-hmm. about $1,500 a piece. I can't do that math that quickly, but that sounds like not a lot do of that money. I, well, you just probably just add two zeros <laughs> <laughs> if it's a hundred. So $15,000. So $150,000. <laughs> <laughs> Two zeros, got yep, it. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, oh, they, they did uh, like seven of these movies. I think just the three. No, that's Land there's Before seven. Time. You're thinking mm-hmm. of that no, has seven. seven. And they had an animated, seven seven animated series. Beethoven movies. Yes. I only Way know that because Christian told me that. <laughs> Way too many. Did he just tell you just now? <laughs> no, he whispered during the movie. He was like, "You know, there's seven of these." <laughs> So you didn't look it up. You're just going off. <laughs> because we know Christian's history with this show. I, he's I, very, I, mean, I know for sure he watched most it. of this movie. So. <laughs> this is the one, did you watch this movie more than any of the other movies, Christian? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Except for uh, Home Alone, because we saw that in the theaters. Yeah, we saw it in the theaters. Yeah, you two went and saw that together. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right, so uh, that's kind of just my initial plot hole. And also I have some, some uh, I just, I can't really place where the Newtons fall on the socioeconomic ladder here because. Yeah. Did you see their backyard? Well, they live in Los Angeles. That's expensive. Pasadena. I totally missed that. Well, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Just believe me then. You believe Christian. Believe me. They live in Pasadena. All right. Wait, I just typed in how many Beethoven movies there are and it says eight. They just went up one. Is it because there's seven? And it literally just says eight. (laughs) (laughs) I think you maybe forgot the Christmas one. No, that's the eighth one. Does it, oh. does it include the animated series? Is All right. Nope. So back to Pasadena. <laughs> okay. This home is beautiful. It's like a really great house. They have that uh, brick-lined yes, sidewalk, yep. which seems very be- nice. Yeah. But then you get one of their first shots, and you see their bedroom. It's this queen-size bed without a headboard. So they're not <laughs> they're not spending their money well. I don't well, know. Maybe they are, they're saving their money well. Just get a headboard. That's such a small <laughs> bed, too. You get in there, and it's just you see like just the little metal frame, maybe like they're, they're in a hotel. They're like using their money on experiences, or they're saving for their kids' <laughs> vacations college. or something. Yeah. Their backyard is 
so Backyard nice. is incredible. It's huge also. Maybe they're just pouring all their money into that because they're like, well, we're asleep when we're in here. So Maybe they're, all their money's going into how every window in their house opens like a doggy door <laughs> yeah. and just flaps up. I loved how Beethoven's dog door was like a storm cellar. Like it was just, it was, you could I drive a car I think it was just a that. window. And he just walked through the window? Yes, he, we saw well, he multiple times he would window, jump through windows like and true. they would open up. But that is the least secure kind of window I've ever seen. Just that, just just that like a dog can just right push open. through it. Because yeah. it's not like he unlocks it or anything. Well, like I, he just jumps through it. And that's, that's when Beethoven lock. goes out on Beethoven's Days Out, which you were saying? Yes. <laughs> so uh, I looked up some Los Angeles municipal county laws. Uh, <laughs> just a couple that... Somebody has to. A couple, there's a couple of them that were violated throughout this movie. Uh, there's uh, law 5306. Dogs must be on a leash unless they are in your fenced yard or at a dog park that allows for leash, ec- leash exercises. Oh. So I don't know how you let a 130-pound dog wander through the city without right. calling no someone. Well, he was all over the place and he was like just, he wasn't causing trouble, but he was moving about as if he was like just a person. Just a citizen. Yeah. Just wandering just about. Walking Which, confidently. Good no for him. To stop him. <laughs> he knows exactly who he is and what he wants and it's to stroll. <laughs> but nobody sh- stops him. Nobody tries to look to see if he has that collar on. I don't, that he eats that, he co-shares, he shares the little girl's ice cream cone. Yeah. Which is pretty gross. gross. And also <laughs> he takes way more of it than she gets, which is not really fair. He eats so much in this movie. He just does. in general. It makes sense. We see him eat cookies. We see him eat ice cream. We see bacon. him eat bacon. Um, pretty much turkey shoes. Well, when he was with the firefighters and they were giving him water, mm-hmm. did you hear the guy say, leave some for the fish? Brilliant. Because <laughs> that was like a classic from my middle school days. <laughs> that the water fountain. That yeah. one line oh, was a classic. Leave fountain? some for the fishies. Y'all kept, that was like a, a film reference Did anyone do that? I- there we go. All the we hands are raised. Just <laughs> in the room. So many hands. Everybody's Hundreds hands. of hands. It's hard to put a number on it. You guys all know, right? Totally say that at home. Uh, for the fish. Wait, did, right, you so notice, the wait, did you notice, like, the what <laughs> was I'm, that? I'm still working through municipal laws right now. Goodness. <laughs> face. All right. So <laughs> municipal county law 5370, you are not allowed to tether your dog for more than three hours. And well, he, was he was tethered it. in their backyard during the business meeting. Oh, yeah. But was that three hours? I mean, you would think... a. a, a a meal like that to seal a transaction right. of that magnitude. But if you're with magnitude, your dog, does that count? Like he it says you're not supposed to tether him in your yard. I'm not, I didn't make up the laws. I'm just reading them. It all says you cannot own more than two dogs. That's and they owned rule. like 10 by the Way end of the movie. Way too many. Way too so, many. You can't own more than two dogs? In Los Angeles County, you cannot. You can own two dogs and two cats. Or 1990s rules. Uh, we obviously know that the 1990s were a wild, with the Wild West yeah. of most laws. <laughs> Maybe According they to all made these the movies laws we because watched. of this movie. Like the same way that the vet emailed in and was like, this is bad rep- representation. LA was like, we got to do something about this. Less these dogs, dogs, less tethering, put them on leashes in public solved all the problems with one fell swoop. That makes sense. Good job, John anyway. Hughes. Um, I have con- some, some concerns. We've seen this throughout a couple movies, but uh, uh, men confusing uh, animals for people in their beds. <laughs> yeah. It happened in Dunstan so Checks In. Oh, man. <laughs> That scene was uncomfortable. There's a couple it was uncomfortable so scenes. Uncomfortable to I mean, watch, but he that I mean George was very into the licking that Beethoven was doing. Yeah. It was, and he, there were some lines that I missed as a child. Yes, way, way over my head. One of them actually, uh, I heard uh, some of our studio audience laugh at, was when the vet was. <laughs> hold on, what did the vet say? <laughs> he said, "Looking good, looking good," and that it cuts to Bonnie Hunt bending over in the backyard. <laughs> Like the vet somehow was distracted real quick. Like I know I'm supposed to get over here and kind of sabotage this dog's but, life, but man, Bonnie ooh, Hunt, check her check out. Check out that. More like Bonnie Butt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
That's not even Nailed like it. a clever nickname. That's not even <laughs> <laughs> Like a play on Hans or anything. Wow. Just Bonnie Butt. (laughs) Okay, well. Good interview. Anyway. It's amazing. Uh, Yeah. What else you got? Um, I thought it was interesting how when Beethoven met Rice at school, it was like totally normal. Like the dog was picking her up and she was like, oh, hey, Beethoven. Yeah. (laughs) How far away was that school? I don't know. Los Angeles is a big city. But they obviously rode the bus. Ted rode the bus. Yes, he did. Poor Ted, by the way. Poor Ted, Ted. Dresses, dresses like he is Bill Gates. Like he's <laughs> always wearing suits or these cable sweaters, knit, yeah. just V-neck Nick. sweaters. This movie of in general. Of course he's going to get bullied. I feel like it had the most, like, probably at the time on trend and now just like, whoa, like kind of garish <laughs> 90s clothing of any of the movies that we watched. Like you can tell. Except usually for maybe Three Ninjas. I mean, they were. No, I think this is, I think this is this worse. Is worse. Yeah. I think it's worse than Three Ninjas because, I mean, that's something that we see a lot, obviously. Like we can look and know that it's it wasn't filmed now, but this is like trends that haven't even like actually come back. Like no, some the, of those are not coming back. The gelled up hair for the girls <laughs> that just kind of like the you know, goes were over, so bad and all of the, the floral prints were insane. And there was a lot of like leggings with socks, like little frilly socks over them, and yikes! It was it was pretty intense. Yeah, I think Rice needs to rethink some things just about. <laughs> Probably a lot of things. I think like she's worked, reaching she a little Mark. bit because that guy might have been out of her league a little oh, bit. Whoa. Yeah, <laughs> cool. like, I see it, guys. I mean. He, he asked her on a date. <laughs> <laughs> so many boos. <laughs> hundreds of boos. I feel like, I felt like they were pretty evenly matched and she ended up with him sort of at the end. He was calling she didn't her. end up with him. Uh, he asked her on a date. Yeah, he called mm-hmm. her. He asked her out. What made him think that this was, oh yeah. She was on TV. Yeah. She was on she TV. was famous. Her dog was famous. He remembered the dog. Maybe wanted to hang out with it, so he asked to hang out with her. Cool dog. Yeah. Remember? That was a pretty <laughs> cool good dog. dog. That guy was kind of a douche. Uh, can we talk about how when the when the veterinarian at the Sorry, end kids. he had he had been planning to test um, some chemicals on the dogs, and then the the car comes crashing through the the warehouse, and. Every single needle ends up in his chest. Every syringe. I forgot about that. It like hits the tray and they all just come flying at a him. A couple things about that. I, I obviously am not a doctor, but I have never what? seen. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Surprise. I've never seen syringes uh, stored in that way. No. <laughs> needle, needle up. up. <laughs> well, no, they weren't needle up. That's they how were. you store. They, they were, were all needle no, up. No, they weren't because they spun in the air. And then, no, they were. He was laying them down. Up, he was storing I'm them down. That's you when they hit when the car Christian. hit the thing, I'm we're gonna find this. I'm gonna put it on the site. You put it on the site and <laughs> you say you this is the movie, part where the I was wrong <laughs> because I saw every syringe just pointed up in the air. When he was when he was filling them up at the beginning, when he said, "Bring me a small dog too, so I can test these chemicals on them." And it was one th- chemical. I was it like, was "Oh, he's gonna do the one." And then he had 43 but syringes on one <laughs> little puppy. Like there was a lot. How, that's way too many variables to know what's gonna happen. Like I put all <laughs> the chemicals in there. Let's, let's see what happens. I want this a small dog. dog so that we can really see how much of it I can ruin. It was, here's the other thing. You would think you'd want to test one of those, maybe make some notes, and then maybe (laughs) use one of the other chemicals on another dog. How would you tell then what's working and what's not working? And they're all different colors. Like they're Kool-Aid. They're yeah, they looked like you know? Kool-Aid. They was like bright My concern green, is yellow, I don't red, care blue. what's in those syringes. If 43 syringes it was go a, into it your was, body, you will 12. die. Yeah, 12? Yeah. We it counted. 12. It is 12. 12 syringes? Yeah, There's no should, way. Mm, he's not alive. alive. No. Honestly, I think Ted should be in jail for vehicular manslaughter because <laughs> the way that he ran into that thing and then those syringes killed that man. 
That should be the. That should be where Beethoven's yeah, second how, and third. Yeah, that's how it ends. <laughs> it was a peaceful Ted getting death. broken out of juvie. Did you see him like just slump over with a smile on his face though? Yeah. <laughs> he was so happy. Peaceful. Peaceful. <laughs> he was ready. He was ready. He for went it. out peacefully. Um, also, speaking of unrealistic things to happen to that vet, why? So they faked this um, bite. He faked this bite from yeah. Beethoven by just putting fake blood on his forearm and then drizzling it on Beethoven's nose, yeah. hitting him until Beethoven jumped on him, which is completely unfair. But also, there was no wound. Like, his arm was super visible. It right. was covered in blood, but most of it was wiped off. It wasn't like it was just, like, dripping. Yeah. And there was, like, no visible wound at all. There was not even any sort of, like, fake wound. It was just covered in blood. And I have no clue why they didn't notice that. Like, the adults. I know that the kids were like, this is all a lie. He hit the dog, and that's kids, why he Kids, once again, on not being believed about their animals in the movies. That's something I Dunstan think we learned about in. the 90s. Yeah. But... I don't. I don't understand why the parents didn't like even just look call, at all. Call the just, police. Because you help would out think that they would call an call ambulance something. or someone, or at least be like, "Do you want a band aid?" And let's instead, wash that off here in the house real yeah, quick. Yeah, because he's nope. covered in blood, but there's no there's no wound or bite mark at all. And I just I feel like so much could have been solved by just looking at him. I also arm. appreciate in the scene right before the dog bite, uh, there was a power glove cameo. I don't know if you guys saw that, but uh, Ted was using a power glove to play, uh, to play Super Mario Brothers 3, which, by the way, Super Mario Brothers 3, single-player game, they were playing it head-to-head. Not, not, not possible. What is that? Huh? Mario know. Brothers 3 or the power glove? Both. Uh, okay. I'm sorry. Oh, no, man. This would be the time to bring up that this movie came out in my birth year. No. <laughs> That's neat. <clears throat> I saw it, but not until later. I think I, I got this movie for my birthday <laughs> <laughs> that year. So... Oh, That's kind of fun. Did you guys uh, notice how many convenient payphones were in this movie, by yes, the way? just happened to be everywhere. One right also, outside the vet, one right outside the, the factory. They didn't put area codes on anything. Do you remember that when we didn't have to dial an area I code? I do not remember that. Yeah, that was the simpler times, you know? Um, Is that a real times? I think I've always had to dial area codes. I remember not no. needing to do an area code. Oh, you mean just like Morgan's locally? Nodding. She yeah. knows. Just locally, yeah. So one of my last plot holes, and then we can talk to our audience unless you guys have any more. Uh, well, I, I hope your last plot hole is just the business scene with the, all that, or is it not? Well, I, it's not that, so we'll get to that. But okay. mine was more about uh, George falling through the glass ceiling mm-hmm. and not shattering his legs. <laughs> Or anything other than the glass. He literally ceiling. just gets up. He's like, "Yeah, it's fine. We're good." I've fallen like, on top of all of this I glass. I fell but I'm thirty okay. feet from. By the way, why did he think that was the way to get into the factory? Was I'm going to climb up to the top of this building? There were doors everywhere. Why would you not just try to sneak into it's a like door? It's like he wanted to see what was going on, but he but wanted not really to get help. a bird's eye view. Like, I'm just going to look at it from up here and watch them shoot my dog. And did he jump through the window or fall through the window? Because why would he jump through the window? To save to Beethoven. He saw what was happening. Because of the gun. He didn't think he could make it down in time? No. Uh, He He couldn't know. Good for him. Even if he made it down in time, his (laughs) legs are shattered. He's just going to lay there (laughs) shrieking like Stanley Tucci because his legs are just smithereens. Uh, I just could could not believe that. Um, There was... Something about the vet that I thought was interesting that I read on the internet is that he was, he usually plays like kind of a wacky character in Disney movies. He was in the, the bad shaggy, guy you're saying? Yeah. What? The yeah, vet, the, yeah. The bad, the vet guy. Um, he was in the shaggy detective or something like that, I think, but he. The shaggy detective? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's a real movie. That, I don't think. Maybe double check your sources. Can someone look it up while I'm telling I'm you? The shaggy dog? Right now. <laughs> are, you thinking, are you thinking about the shaggy dog? Maybe. 
the Chris shaggy says de- yes, and she knows. <laughs> the shaggy anyway, detective. That's not the point. He usually played a wacky character, but not oh a bad character. Gosh. And it's in this movie, this episode. he was like, "This is my way to really stretch myself as an actor to play this this evil vet in Beethoven." Was like his biggest like stretch to date. And so he did the whole thing method acting. For the first time, which meant that he. So was there was a meth- there was a Daniel Day Lewis for Beethoven. <laughs> yeah, it was the evil veterinarian. <laughs> he wouldn't break character on set at all, and can you imagine how just miserable that would have been to be on set with yes, that guy? Yes, because he's so creepy, and he's like Always rude, just kind of walking around with those glasses on, just asking you weird questions, you. like loading up needles with stuff, talking inappropriately to Bonnie Hunt. I bet you. <laughs> Looking good, looking good. <laughs> I'm sure that was something that they just captured by accident. It wasn't actually a line in the movie. But I thought of all... Of, so Beethoven was clearly method acting, but also... Obviously, Chris. He was Chris a, was method Yes, Chris. <laughs> but the, the veterinarian out of anybody who could have, and also, like, really, why? What's just the point why? in this movie? <laughs> in another movie, maybe. But this was his, like, big thing, this big difference. What was he in? The shaggy DA. Defense attorney. That's pretty close. <laughs> The Shaggy DA? Yeah, is that a sequel it, to The Shaggy Dog? It was made in 1976. The so only candidate with a law degree and a pedigree. <laughs> That's the title. He, I wow. Remember the, I remember seeing the movie when I was a kid. You saw was, it? Look at that picture. I saw it, but I thought it was about a detective. So it's like The Shaggy Dog, but he turns into a district attorney? Exactly. Well, no, he is a district attorney that turns into a dog. <laughs> Obviously. But he's cursed to turn into him, and, and you know, it's just oh, like the boy. shaggy dog. Sure. Any more plot holes, gang? Let's just talk about the business scene, and then I think we're done. There's the business a lot of scene, crotch you're talking jokes. There were a lot of crotch, like just nose to <laughs> oh, crotch man. strokes. Well, uh, and ding dong head. Yeah. Oh, uh, what uh, Emily wanted to name the dog, the dog that they wouldn't actually say. Yep. It's the, it's the word you oh, said the, on the podcast last week when you were I talking about. Be- wait, she said Beethoven was uh, not a pianist, but something similar. It's a p. Okay. <laughs> Gonna have to bleep that out again. <laughs> I loved though that Emily was like, you know, it's what you call Uncle Richard, like as if it wasn't translating for us. Yeah, I just thought that, anyways, that was great. Which is funny because yeah, Richard is a I know. It's that's a nickname. Why, that's why it's that's funny. literally why it's funny. That's why I said that. Okay, <laughs> literally. Just making all sure right. we were all on the well, same I page. I wrote something down. Why so many cabbages? Yeah. <laughs> And the one dog grabs the cabbage in his mouth. That was the best. The golden retriever who was like, I think I'll have this salad (laughs) as I run. I'm going to take this meal to go. (laughs) And out of all these things, I want the cabbage. The cabbage is it. There was. That that was a really topsy-turvy produce scene. Uh, so your business scene, Colleen? The chair flip scene where the the, uh, the oh, acrobatics man. of the chairs going over the fence. And them staying and in the chairs. landing <laughs> the whole time. And then just like looking at each other, tipping over backwards. And then, I mean, that whole sequence. It was so funny. It was so funny. And uh, they said that they had to put the chairs on skis and the table on skis. And that's, that's how they did that scene. Smoothly. They were able to flip them on skis? What? What? The chairs and the when they were, were sliding, you're saying? Yeah. Yep. When they were running down the street. So there was some good CGI. In Can you imagine movie. that as a roller coaster? Whoa! Wouldn't that be <laughs> awesome? Like a themed. How would you a be able Beethoven to themed roller coaster? coaster? Mm-hmm. Well, you do like a loop. Yeah, that would and be really seat, cool. And it just sits two. It seats two. There's a table in front of you. <laughs> and basically, it's, it's just a flip, and then you're on your back for the rest of it. <laughs> It sounds, maybe they thought about it and said, you know, maybe not. <laughs> no, it'd be like a Beethoven, like the dog at the front probably like cut in half. Cut in <laughs> half. That's kind of dark. <laughs> you said like Let's talk to our guy. studio audience. 
Anybody have any thoughts they'd like to share about Beethoven? We have an open mic here. Oh, yes. Wow. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. everywhere. All right, cher uh, Cherish Rush. Here, I'm gonna. You gonna run the mic? Yeah. All right, Christian's, Christian's gonna, gonna run gonna the be mic. A mic. We're gonna hear some thoughts. So, can you say your name and uh, where where you came from for this film? <laughs> How Cherish far Rush. you traveled for this? Cleveland, Cleveland, Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Cherish Rush, and I traveled from uh, right down the street on Independence Boulevard. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Um, I have a couple things to say about this movie, but um, trying to think of which part I want to talk about. The complete awareness that Beethoven had and the complete unawareness that every human in the movie <laughs> yes. How did we not talk about the pool in Lady Marmalade? Like, yes. <laughs> that was the yeah. other part. He did miss that. That was pretty big. That's, oh. That was the other part I was going to mention. There was no point in that entire... <laughs> Like what? Just to fire, well, yeah, they had to exactly. fire the babysitter. The Bonnie Hutchins uh, had, to be, had to be reassured that the business deal was bad. <laughs> she needed to be at home with her kids because Lady Marmalade was going to let her baby drown. Also, why was she singing Lady Marmalade out of I all know. songs? It's super inappropriate. And making them sing along to the French part, right? Yep. <laughs> Which is the inappropriate Which part. Which is the inappropriate part. I'm going to look up what that French line is, but please continue. I know what it means. Mary's got it. Go on, Mary. What's it mean? It means uh, take your clothes off and come to bed with me. Yeah. Wow. So, hey -o. Looking good. Looking <laughs> good. <laughs> good. Hello, Clark. Sorry to cut you off, Cherish. Um, no, that was that was. No, that was, that was Beethoven was very lassie in this movie. Like he had a, that sixth sense for sure. That's dog magic, but in a good way. And he was able to communicate with. Uh, Wishbone a lot yes. too. They had a great relationship. They did think. run into each other casually when they were roaming around the city. Any more? Any uh, uh, Che, you who's next? Pass the mic down the rows and rows of people. Yeah, it's going to take <laughs> a second for it to get on. there. It's still moving. Still going. Still moving. Hold, hold on. on. We have to wait. One more pass. Yeah. And there we go. Okay, Got it. we're great. I'm J.R. Linkus and I traveled here all the way from Abingdon, Virginia. Wow. Oh. This is Incredible. great. That just for listeners. the show, there was a major, major, major plot hole about 15 or 20 minutes into the film. And so the dad, right, makes the deal yeah. uh -huh. that if they find the owner, that they're going to take him back. Mm -hmm. Correct? Right. Yep. Okay. Beethoven came from, he was stolen from a pet store, right? Right. right. And the dad was adamant that he was not going to keep this dog, so he plastered all over town, lost dog. Right. Where is he going to put some flyers? Probably. Where is he going to go? He's going to go the local to the pet local store. pet store, and they're going to see that it was broken into, Man. and all the dogs got away. It would have been a very oh. short movie. And so it would have... <laughs> and that would be the end of it. It would have been good. <laughs> and they found very, it. Very, very quickly. That was a great... That was a good point. Yes. That a very good very point. Very good point. You're telling uh, you me that eight Thank movies could have not been made? Yeah. If they just would have... Would have been, a, you know, again, a human awareness. They could have like just gotten mentioned. a dog a normal way. Why not get a dog a normal way? How do you... What are you not going to... Like, how are you not going to find the home of a $1,500... St. Bernard dog. Like, that doesn't just they walk made, up. They made $265 million on these movies, so I think that's probably why. And for this one? <laughs> <laughs> why, why, oh, why? You're, you're saying that's the reason why the pet store didn't get the dog back? That makes sense. That makes Perfect. sense. I mean, the movie did cost $18 million, and the first one alone made $147 million. Which is so. insane. Because people love animals. Great job. That's how director Brian Levant got his next two films, which uh, were Jingle All the Way and The Flintstones. He also did three other movies about dogs. 
Snow Dogs. And Scooby-Doo, the mystery wow. begins. AKA and Scooby-Doo, Curse of the Lake Monster. It was not Shaggy Detective. <laughs> the Shaggy DA. <laughs> okay, we got another one. Yep, keep passing. Yep, pass, pass. We'll wait. Wow, we'll there's wait. so many people. Sorry, guys, about Sorry. Wow. Just pass it down the row. There we go. Hi, my name is J. Cody Hall, and I traveled 20 minutes to get here. Great. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for coming. So I'd just like to say that uh, I don't think you're really giving this movie its due. Um, wow. Wow. Kinda, oh, wow. 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 You're kind of cutting it down a whole lot. And I just want to say I think that this movie is really progressive. Um, I think okay. it's um, something that was really needed in this time, especially. Um, because I think we might see our first openly gay couple in this movie. Wow. Um, in 1992. Of the 90s, yeah. yeah. Uh, because if you look at the two cronies uh, there in the, in the movie, they have very fashionable boots. He's right. Um, <laughs> He's right. That we see them embracing and hugging in the beginning of the movie yeah. when they first commit the felony. The and then at the hold. very end, they, they hold hands yep. as they're about to be attacked by the Rottweilers. You're and right. let's not forget the very high-pitched screaming that yes. the one character does. Yeah. There when they're being chased by the dog. You're so right. I'm just saying, I think this is a very progressive movie. <laughs> ahead of its know, time. Like, yeah. Ahead of its time, just breaking definitely. Breaking boundaries. Yeah. Breaking That's through great. the walls. Yeah. Wow. Not so much a plot hole, but just a boundary broken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, Beethoven. They were, yes. <laughs> uh, oh, we got one. Uh, yep, keep in passing. the balcony. Yep, oh, in the balcony. <laughs> yeah. We'll wait. The runner's, <laughs> the runner's gonna get the, get the mic there. Just throw it. Just throw it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay, yeah, go ahead. you're good to go, I think. My name is Derek Sherbin. Uh, when they were sitting at the... Oh, sorry, I'm from Phoenix, Arizona. Came all the way <laughs> wow. to be here tonight. Thank you. Awesome. Um, they were sitting around the table for breakfast. George was very mad that he didn't get his bacon. Uh-huh. Yeah. She handed him three slices of bacon that landed on his plate. Beethoven ate one of them. Yep. In the next shot, the plate was empty. And then when she went to take the plate away, there were two more slices Ooh, of bacon on whoa. it. Oh, continuity issue. Magic bacon. And where'd that bacon go for a little bit? Because <laughs> it did come back. I like That's how she just said, and where'd that bacon go for a little bit? Where'd that bacon go? I want to see a ninth Beethoven about that. <laughs> about the missing Beethoven's bacon. Beethoven's ninth. Yeah. yeah. We the could call bacon. it Who Stole the Bacon. That would be pretty good. That's a great point. Yeah. Um, do we have any others? Oh, oh yeah, there's we got one. one over oh, here. To, yeah going to run that mic down towards the front. Yep. They threw it. My name is Blake. Uh, do we know how long Chris... Blake, where are you from? Sorry. I'm from Charlotte, North Carolina. Great. Okay. Thanks for coming. Local. Yeah, of course. A local. Um, do we know how long Chris continued his acting career, or was it multiple Beethovens over the course of the series, or was Ooh. he just really good? Or... That's a good question. Yeah, it's a great question. Blake, um, I'm going to let it... I'm just going to let it say, stay there. I don't know the answer <laughs> to that question. We'll just leave it open-ended. Um, good question. If you find out, let us know. <laughs> uh, I'll do some research real quick, Blake, but Wait, thank you. Yes. Oh, look. I'm just going to Google, did Chris act anymore? Well, no, he was in Beethoven 1 and 2, and that was it. Oh. oh I wonder what happened to him after that. There was a, there was a vet. Well, there he was retired. A vet we'll say that, that. He retired. He retired. He made enough money because of all the millions. All right. Any, any more? Uh, yes. There's some more from the audience. <laughs> Uh, my name is Lindsay, and I'm where are you from, from Dallas, Texas. <laughs> wow. Came all the Thank way. you for coming. So there's a scene where they had just gone to the grocery store, and they got all their dog food, mm-hmm. and they pick up dog food in every size yeah. Why? of dog that food. That seems completely <laughs> and unnecessary. I, ju- I just can't really make sense of that. So. Well, <laughs> no, it's a good point. I mean, that's very inefficient. You would <laughs> think, just get the big bags. <laughs> He's going to eat it. <laughs> 
Doesn't matter how small the bag is or how big the bag is. That's great. I mean, that's no. more. That's kind of on Bonnie Hunt. It's well, just and, and they put it in a trash bin, so it's like, are they gonna throw the it away? No. That's where you store it, <laughs> Christian. <laughs> Christian, you ever had, you ever had a dog? Yeah. Any others? <laughs> Any other All right, we got oh, one over up here. Up down front. Pass that mic around. Yep. We'll wait. <laughs> uh, Hello, hey. Maggie Pendergrass from Wilmington, North Carolina. Right. You don't have to say your last um, name. Hopefully, no one. Ooh, it's no. fine. We'll bleep Identity it out. theft don't, is real. Don't say your phone. Just number. say Maggie. <laughs> don't say your so phone. So I just total screen time of each actor. It didn't feel like it totaled up to like nobody had maybe more than like ten minutes each on screen. Except they jumped for around like a lot. Two people. Yeah. Because even right. like with the business meeting. It ended, and then you never saw them again. That is true. Yeah, really Whatever happened like, with that business deal. Good point. And then even the villains. You feel like you could maybe just have skipped yeah. the whole business transaction yeah. scene. Yeah. But like, there was no character development. What was he trying to there do? There was no character development, and that's a big there thing wasn't. for Mary. Only Ted got some character development and a little bit the dad, but it didn't. he didn't really develop much. He just, uh, we got some, like, exposition on yeah. why he was the way he was. Did you say that Bonnie Hunt was 30 years old in this movie? I did, she like, was. a while ago. So, Rice was in high school, correct? <laughs> no, middle school. She was in middle school? Yeah. That was middle school? Yeah. All right, well, I was just going to try to do some math on when they might have gotten married oh. or Rice. I think that Bonnie Hunt may not have been playing a 30-year-old. She just was 30. Oh, okay. Yeah, because if she if they were actually playing their real ages, then it's, like, really different. There's some concerning. Yeah, yeah. because he Timelines would, he would there. be, like, so much... Ooh. No, ooh. <laughs> Dog years. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, we'll Great. Do, we'll Great do a job, couple Christian. more. Any, if any there more? are any more. There's oh, a, you're going back to Lindsay. Oh, going back to Lindsay. Yep. She forgot something. And we'll do one more after this, if there is one. Oh, ooh. Oh, yeah. Shoot. We got one. <laughs> Hello, I am from South Africa. What's, What's your, your name? name? Oh, it's Lou. Okay. Just Lou? Is that, <laughs> is that it? Longel, what? That's what <laughs> I thought. So, uh, with uh, Beethoven's little home, we see that he dug this little dish to be able to get out. Uh -huh. Yep. But then when the youngest little girl was drowning, he just used the oh, normal game you're right. and it just had me didn't, wondering didn't even need the whole why did he not do that the whole what time what was the point of that evolution maybe <laughs> he grew that was his character development <laughs> was learning how to use his hands that those are called point. paws totally. whatever yes. dog hands dog hands paws. Uh, that's a good point that's though a because point. if he could have opened the gate maybe it's because he couldn't close the gate and so he didn't want them to know that he was leaving every day I don't know if he really thought about it very much you think he thought a lot? You think he did? He th yeah. I mean, he obviously thought a lot. He had, he had a good, All right, we got one more. He had this a good be dog brain. While they're passing it, do you think dogs like can talk to each other? Yes. Like yeah. dolphins. Yeah. Because they, so. yeah. I don't think that they. I think that they can. When dogs talk are barking, I didn't do a lot of research on that. When are, is a dog bark like? Can they dogs communicate through barking? Is that true? Everyone is nodding. Every yes, hundreds yeah. of nods. Every, hundreds of it's hundreds. crazy. I've never seen this many people nodding together <laughs> in sync. Oh uh, yeah. Yes, that's true. Yes. Um, hello, my name is Kayla. I'm from Charlotte. Um, a continuation of Lou's question. When he escapes that one day and goes to see Rice at school, he does. He goes out through his little hole, but then he comes back into the house. So either way, they have to know that he's escaping. Yeah. Because nobody's letting him in. No one's letting him in. 
Yeah, or when he shows up, when he shows up in bed. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Like, how did he get out, and why didn't they like really care about that? How did he get like under the covers so well? <laughs> <laughs> and he, he fell asleep so fast. He was tucked in like a person. He was tucked in like a person. And he was like, he even like turned over like yeah. a person. <laughs> he was like sort of spooning George, but he like turned over in the way that a person would, not like he didn't like, stand up and move. He just like rolled. Over. Well, what's funny but about that is like, like was grinding a little bit, a little, little bit, too, which was a, a little, little dis- bit. disconcerting. Well, Maybe someone... that was our second gay couple. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, someone, I mean, can you imagine on set? Like, I doubt the dog did that. You know, like turned over. You think, Christian? <laughs> you don't think the dog did that? You don't. You don't think they just trained him to cover himself up? Hey, no, Chris. Like, Chris. You know how to open a gate now. Don't forget to pull up the shoe. Take forty-six. <laughs> cover yourself up, Chris. Someone's there, like. Yeah, third person yeah, in the bed. I think so. I think you're right, Christian. I think you're probably, onto something. Probably it. Oh boy. Well, well yeah. Thank you so it. much for joining us. Any, anything else? Last last call from the. No. Uh, I, there's there's a lot of hands, but we'll have to cut it yeah, short. Yeah, we're gonna have to cut it short. <laughs> Uh, but we do appreciate you all joining us tonight here for the Movie Bin Live, our season one finale. It's been a great season. It's been a great season. It lasted longer than all of us thought it would. It did. It sure did. Uh, and thank you again. We will see you for season two where we will be watching Movies Your Mom Loves. So we'll see you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.